So, yo, it's Andy from the Banks Fit Podcast, and I'm here today with Connor Dorans, who is a colleague. Yeah, a man. Mate, a mate. A train. Well, <laughs> we've trained a couple of times together. We need to train a bit more together, to be fair. Yeah, but, um, definitely, man. But definitely, go back a long way, man. Back to the lifestyle <laughs> fitness days. Sit, man. Back, back to the days when I rolled up into the gym and it was you showing me around the gym. This is, <laughs> like, this is, the, this is the lockers, Andy. This is the showers. Showing uh, you show, how to take a blue roll to a treadmill. I showed you how to take a blue roll to the treadmill. Uh, showing me how to do the cleaning duties, which I've, I've mentioned numerous times. I was really, really terrible at the cleaning no, duties. You were, you, you were totally, totally just like shucked all the clean duties. I had to pick up your slack as work experience, man. <laughs> I was never destined, I was, listen, I was never destined from the start to the instructor thing. I, I was a bit of a diva. I, I thought when I entered the fitness industry, I was like, I'm too good for this cleaning up. Um, and I realised like, everyone everyone had to do it, right? It was like part of the, it's part and parcel of becoming a personal trainer. It is like, the fitness yeah, introduction as a fitness instructor. It's BD. like, welcome to the glorious fitness industry. Here is a mop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you ever remember, like Jamie, Jamie Stewart once talked about his interview process <laughs> for the personal trainer. <laughs> and he was like, aye, what you do is you get man. Don't really need to mention our qualifications too much. You're just like, yeah, so go to level three. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you any good for a mop? <laughs> I would just see a mopping technique. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jamie all over, man. Mate, I can remember my first day work experience in Fitness First. 16 year old boy, buzzing up, got work experience in Fitness First. I'm going to learn loads, man. I can't wait to help people <laughs> get taken up the stairs first day. There's just been a spike class, so I'm like, right, can you just wait doing all these bikes for us, please? <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> that was my first no. day, mate. I did not take same, one single class or nothing. You get you're in the interview and they're kinda of, they're wooing you and chatting you up, you know, to get you to take the position. Um, talking up how how you're gonna be earning the big bucks in no time, you'll be charging forty pounds an hour, you know, when it was yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the reality kicks in. They're like, aye, you've got an eight hour shift and you need to be in at six o'clock in the morning. You're going to do a spin class, then you're going to clean all the spin bikes, and then wait to clean all the treadmills. You're like, I've got a sports science degree. How has this happened? <laughs> but they make it seem really good. They're like, no, no, because this will get you out in the gym floor, talking to the members, getting in with clients, building relationships. <laughs> clean it. They'll see me cleaning treadmills, man. <laughs> I'm sure uh, anyone who listens to this right now will probably be able to appreciate that it's, it's similar and... Uh, it's probably similar in every industry, actually. Like, no matter what industry you decide to take a career in, uh, there's always you've always got to work from the bottom, and it means that you've got to do the nasty jobs. But now we get to do the good job, eh, Connor? We get to do the job, a transform. That is absolutely at me, 100%. And, uh, the, only, the only cleaning I have to do now is clean up after my daughter. That's <laughs> some <laughs> job, man. Oh, my God. Just... Uh, I hope you're a little bit. I want a warning for you. Um, yeah, like don't don't get your house all decorated really nice once you have a kid because they just come along <laughs> and start throwing wheat at the walls. You're just like, task. What's going on here? In fact, 
as we speak, on the table that I'm on right now, probably should have mm-hmm. that's right, but Evie sits next to me here, right, on about here in our wee high chair. Yeah. And she just flicks the Weetabix onto the table and I actually can still feel the crustiness of Weetabix that's just <laughs> not being cleaned off. Because you get to the point where you go, what's the point cleaning that off? She's just going to put more of it Shouldn't be admitting this in a podcast. But anyway, <laughs> let's get into the crux of it today. So I brought Connor on because Connor is um, a bit, he's, he's the man when it comes to training, right, Connor? You've done a men's physique show like myself. When was that? When was that? You've done two, have you not? Yeah, I've done two, mate. I've done my first one. Um, I remember being 20 years old, I think, my first one, which is five years ago. So was that take us to, yeah, about 2016. Mm-hmm. And then I've done the next one the year after when I was 21. So, yeah, 2016, 2017, man. So you would have been 2017 as well, taking it. Uh, I think it I think we were same year. Seventeen, yeah. Um, and so the reason I thought I'd get Connor on is because it's it's uh, it's March, right? It's starting to get a little bit brighter. Lockdown is hopefully starting to drift away, and people are starting to think, "Hmm, I might book a holiday." Right? <laughs> now, probably not. Just some advice, maybe don't book it abroad, right? But maybe they're thinking about going, I don't know, a nice wee staycation. And then yeah. they're thinking about slinking in to their summer clothes. And there's the amount of people that you speak to who are like, oh, I'm scared to get into my clothes again because I've just been in joggies and PJs for the past year. Yeah. Um, and so I thought I would get bring yourself on to talk about sort of the mistakes that people make when it comes to starting training to, to get into summer shape. You know, um, yeah. people want to kind of get a flatter stomach. Um, they want to tone up their arms, tone up their legs. Mm-hmm. Um, feel confident in their clothes, right? And feel confident in clothes that are maybe a little bit tighter, as opposed to the, the baggy extra layers of winter. So, yeah, let's kick it off. Like, what what mistakes do you see a lot of people making when it comes to to trying to to lose fat with training, for example? Um, to lose fat with training, basically going balls deep for the start, man. Um, that is that that is probably one of the worst ones I see um, because it's how how often do we hear the motivation thing? Can't train because I'm not motivated, man. So people when they first start training, they're dead motivated, man. Just well, not just now, but they've just joined a gym or they're just starting a new program. They just started with a PT and they are ready to kind of hit it full throttle, a million miles an hour, man. Um, and I can remember what happened to myself years ago when I first started the gym when I was 16, man. And I was going seven days a week. And I was like, this is brilliant, man. I'm motivated. I could keep this up. I could, I could really keep going with this, man. Um, and we all know what motivation goes, man. Like, you, you'll, you'll burn out, first of all, and then motivation will go. So you're maybe talking about two or three weeks into a programme of being full throttle. You then don't go for two to three weeks. So you've relied on that motivation to get you there in the first place. You've then burnt out and you've really, you've, you've fell into love with it from the beginning, man. You've tried to go too hard from the start. You've tried to utilise all your tools at once. So I think it's very important, especially with a fat loss phase, step by step, man. Just like see first, just establish a bit of routine. Literally just establish a bit of routine. 
what is your current routine looking like? And then if you want to start going to a gym or start exercising or whatever, right, well, where can you fit that in? Don't put pressure on yourself to do it. But say, right, do you have a spare hour or two through the week to go to the gym? Even the likes of tracking their food as well. People want to cut their calories straight away. They want to hit protein. They want to get certain amount of sleep. They want to drink X amount of water. It's, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is pure overwhelming to me. This is stressful and it's, I'm getting pissed off because I can't hit it. So you need to do a step by step. You need to establish a routine. Like, for instance, when I get clients first starting with me, I'll say, right, see your first week, see tracking food. I don't care what you eat. <laughs> I really don't care what you eat. I don't care how much you eat. Just track it. Just get yourself into the routine of tracking it, man. See, as long as you do that, next week, we'll add a wee bit more to it. Let's, then we'll kind of work to a calorie target. And then we'll start establishing a bit of routine we are training as well. What sort of days can we get in? Can we consistently get in? And be realistic about it as well. Don't set yourself up for five days a week and get a five-day program off your off your PT when you're only going to do two of them a week um, because it, it totally defeats the purpose of what you're trying to do because um, the program should be tailored towards you. It should be tailored towards how often you can make it um, or how often you can exercise per week. So, yeah, man, be realistic about it as well. If it's only twice a week, it's only twice a week, man. That's fine. It's better than, it's better than no times a week. So establish that as well. Establish um, your routine with your, with your food. And then just start to chip away at it, man. Don't give yourself far too much to do at once. Just Definitely. Um, I thought is... So I don't know how much you lost. So a, a comparison... The only comparison I can give myself for a fat loss client is the, the period that I've lost the most weight in a single fat loss phase. Yep. And that was when I did do the prep and I lost, mm-hmm. um, I think it was around about 44, 45 pounds. And I yep. lost that over a period of 22 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's around about two pounds a week that I was doing. And, yep. you know, that was like, <laughs> just as you're saying, like there was multiple phases. It wasn't just like, I didn't just start by doing six hours of cardio and absolutely butchering my calories down. It started off by just taking it off. I think I dropped my calories by about a thousand a day. Um, And then I started by, I think I maybe added maybe 30 minutes of cardio. That was it. And that was the first change I made. It was like 30 Mm -hmm. minutes of cardio and then a thousand calorie deficit. And then as time went on, as you say, just things increased a little bit. And I find that, you're Chip right. Away, a, lot people, a lot of people want. I think it's that. It's that. It's people want it fast. Like if anyone's listening right now, see if, see if you want to get an amazing. And I mean, like, not just like looking good. I mean, like looking amazing, right? For summer, you should be starting now. In fact, you may have yeah. probably started a, a month ago, because people always, always, and myself included, underestimate the time that it takes to get in shape. Or lose the fat that they want to lose yeah, yeah. because people ju- like if they do any calculation some people don't do any calculation you know what it's like they're just like oh yeah i'm just gonna try and lose a stone in like four weeks and you're like where'd you pull that from but the calculation <laughs> people might do is they just go right i think i probably need to lose about 20 pounds and i'm just gonna try and lose two to two and a half pounds a week so i'll do that in 10 weeks and you're like you've given yourself no space for error no space yeah. to breathe, no pl- space to have a, a wild cheesecake on a Friday night, yeah. no space to go to a birthday party and go for a drink. 
So in fact, like I commonly I would say like whatever someone thinks they will need, they probably need 1.5 times that. So if someone's like, I'm gonna lose 20 pounds, 10 weeks, I would say make it 15. And people yeah. are gonna get annoyed at that because then they're like, but that's ages. And you're like, that's the reality. And that's why yeah, a lot of people try and change for summer. And they, they, they start in spring, they start in like April comes and they're like, oh shit, I'm going holiday in May, June, July. I'll start trying to get in shape. And then they miss the boat. And it's like, you've got to get on those those goals a little bit early. Yeah, absolutely, man. And you've got to remember, like when we done it as well, when it was over, I mean, yours was over, what did you say, a 22-week period? I, I, it was 22 yeah. weeks it took me. That, that, that was strict as well. So you think how long a period that was to diet down. And that was strict. That was that was without allowing yourself the room for error as well. Man. I did. Well, I did. I did actually go on holiday. Um, oh, I, I remember went, that. I went on holiday. Um, I think it was four weeks before the competition date. I went on holiday for, was it 10 days? Oh, Christ, I can't remember where I went. I think it was Spain. I went on holiday in Spain for 10 days, four weeks before my competition. <laughs> and then, four weeks? It was four weeks before it. And I, you know what it's like? Like, you get that point where... Like when you get dieted down to really low body fat levels, your love of food is just it's just insane. It's literally insane how much like it's infatuated. Like I remember I used to go to work uh, at the gym and when I used to go and get lunch, I knew what I was going to get for lunch. It was gonna be like protein, vegetables, carbs, right? Because I wasn't eating in in else. Like I would sometimes have the occasional snack. But anyway, lunchtime I wasn't wasn't waving. But I used to torture myself. I used to walk down the sweetie aisle and I would literally walk down it and I would just look at sweets and be like, I'm going to eat you. Like, see, yeah, in like another six weeks, I'm going to eat so many of you fuckers. <laughs> I'm going to eat. And then you would see, I would see, like, I love sweeties. So I would see, like, you would have, like, a new, like, squashy out or something. I'd be like, oh, my God, man, it's a new squashy. And I would yeah. write it down my phone. I mean, it became an upset. I'd write that on my phone and be like, I'm getting them in six weeks' time. But anyway, I went on holiday for 10 days. Done it as well. I, remember say, I remember saying, like, because I self-coached myself, I said to myself, right, I'm going to take this 10 days and I'm going to eat. I'm gonna, I'm not going to eat what I want, but I'm just, I'm going to enjoy myself. Worst idea ever. In something like 10 days, I put, like, a stone on. I had so much damage to undo in four weeks before the show. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's probably a reason... <laughs> Not not to go really aggressive because yeah. it challenges your willpower at some another level when you're losing weight. Yeah, and that's part. like that's like nothing you would want to get like a client a lot on either. Yeah. That's that's yeah. not a sustainable level of body fat to like to sustain over a longer period of time, man. Like you say, like you do get the man, you're an emotional wreck at times because your the food suppresses the emotions, man. And, even what you're saying about you can down that sweet yeah, I remember doing the exact same thing, mate. I remember putting my order my order into the Domino's app, looking at it, and then just clicking out to the app straight after it. <laughs> just sheer I've never, I've never also it. been able to eat so much. I remember like after the show, um I ordered Domino's. I think everyone goes for pizza, right? Like because I remember yeah. that show, just in like people listen to us, right? Bodybuilding shows and men's physique shows or whatever you want to call them, they are just, it's just such a weird environment. It's just so hard. Yeah. You get backstage and it's just a bunch of dudes, like tanned, like fake tanned to death. Taps off. Just taps off, oiled up. But then like 
you don't really speak to each other because like you're so fried <laughs> from dieting. You're so you just fried from dieting. Course. <laughs> but you're just like you're just like a wee weirdo, like just sitting there like wrapped about. It's just like <laughs> Right, mate. And then like the other guys just like some skittles or something. The other guys like sitting in gummy bears and they're like, I think Jenga should start pumping up. I'm not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna out on stage for about an hour, hour mate. I'm gonna start pumping up. Press ups. I'm gonna start pumping up. <laughs> <It's just laughs> <different>. <laughs> but then you but then the conversation turns you like, what is eating after this? I'm getting a pizza, mate. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about food. It's just so odd. Oh, it anyway, is the best conversation. I, got, I, got, I remember leaving. It was Edinburgh. I went to my competition, so I had this long drive home, and I remember just sitting in the car, Leanne. Oh, you should drive me home. I managed to get a few fanboys to get my mate to come along, and one of Leanne's mates came along. <laughs> Could hear them pure hollering when I was on the stage, like "Woo, come yeah. on!" <laughs> so weird. But anyway, driving home. And I remember just like listing. I was like, I'm going to get a large, I'm going to get two large, two large pizzas, two sides, cookie dough. It was monstrous. And you know the thing yeah. is, like I ate it all and I felt physically that I couldn't eat anymore. But my brain was just like, keep eating it. Just keep eating. And I kept eating. And I've honestly never ate so much food in the one meal. It's like, it's just insane how hungry I am. Yeah, you know, you, you've just got the thought for so much food. I remember the day after one of my shows, I went and done, you ever seen that Hogan's Challenge in Kilmarnock? Yeah. <laughs> the big breakfast challenge, man. I went and ordered to go and do that the next day, man, because I thought, easy hundred pound, man. I will definitely finish that. <laughs> I maybe didn't finish it, mate, but I got like three quarters of the way down. <laughs> I did not need to eat for the rest of the day, though. <laughs> so, on on the note of, of feasting, right, when you're dieting, yeah. how do you structure it so that your clients don't... Because like, people go on a fat loss phase, what's the most common problem you see? Starving binge cycles in it. It's folk trying oh, to cut their calories to death, and then it comes to the weekend, and they're just like, I'm starving. They pit, I call it the fuck it button. They're just like, fuck it. I've been so good all week. I'm eating what I want. So how yeah. do you put things in place to help your clients go through that kind of transformation period without kind of doing that mad binge and start well, cycle? First of all, I think a lot of people that come to you tend to like, you maybe give them a certain amount of calories or something to stick to. And I tend to get this a lot. I'm getting more specific. Let's just say I've got someone on 1,500 calories. I give them that as an initial and they'll say to me, oh, but I was on I was on 1,300 before and I didn't really see a difference. And I'll be like, well, that's because you were 1,300 three, four days of the week and then you just sacked the rest of the week off because it was too fucking hard. And the weekend came up and you wanted to get takeaways and you wanted to booze and you wanted... So that basically didn't count, man. So that's how your 1,300 calories didn't work. So first of all, Sustainable amount of calories, man. Calories that you're going to be able to maybe bank through the week. So, for instance, using that same example, if I do have someone on 1,500 calories a week and they've been on a diet where they've been able to sustain 1,300 through the week, say, right, okay, if you can bank 200 a day out of that 1,500 then, save it for the weekend, man. Save it for the weekend. But, I mean, you can't take the piss. It's, it's like, how bad do you want it? It's like if you've banked 1,000 calories and you've got 1,500 you already had for the Saturday, that's you get 2,500 calories for the day, man. That is a good bit of wiggle room for you to play with. You can have a takeaway if you want with that. You can have a drink if you want with that. You can maybe even have both if you want with that, but you just can't take the piss with it and you can't let it lead on from that as well. 
you can't end up having a right booze up, man, having like 20 cans in the Saturday night, being hungover in the Sunday and having a fry up in the Sunday morning and then all the iron brews and McDonald's and that in the Sunday because that is just sheer inconsistency, man. So first of all, sustainable amount of calories. Calories that you're going to be able to maybe skim a wee bit through the week and then add them up at the weekend, bank them for the weekend. It is absolutely 1 million percent the best way to go but you've got to use it effectively, man. You can't just you can't just say, oh, I had a thousand spare, so I'm going to use three thousand because that's just pointless, man. There's literally no point in doing that. Um, so yeah, first of all, put yourself on a sustainable amount. Don't say you can manage thirteen hundred calories a day when when you can't and you go out and have two, three, four thousand Saturday and Sunday because it's just not manageable. Um, next up, establish what your activity is like for the week, man. How many steps do you do? on a weekly basis. If you're planning on having a feast, or maybe not so much a feast, but a bit of a treat at the weekend, again, a drink, or you're maybe having a takeaway, something like that, you want to enjoy yourself without having to feel too guilty. What is your step count for the week, man? Is it 70,000, right? If you want to allow yourself to have more of a treat and you don't think you can skim any more calories than you've skimmed, can you take that average step count up to 10k a day to 12k a day? Add a wee bit extra, man. But you've got to you've got to make up for it and you've got to be accountable for it. You can't just keep everything the same and then add a cheap meal onto it or add a um sorry, my camera went there. Yeah, um, or add a cheap meal onto it and or add a cheap day onto it, because it is absolutely detrimental, man. Mm. And I think the most important thing for people as well is, and I've done a post about it today, and it's like don't give yourself a hard time either, man. <laughs> like if you do fall off the wagon a bit, it's not detrimental, man. If it's a 100%. bad meal, it's, it's fine. It, like, it's cool. If it's a bad day, right, okay, back on it tomorrow. If it's a bad weekend, right, it's turning into a bit of a problem now and it could spiral. So you've got to distinguish it and kick it out of the park quickly, man. 100%. Like, I've... Just to, to cut in with a, a little a bit of an anecdote. So I... At the start of this year, um, decided to lose a little bit of body fat. Um, coming coming in from sort of Christmas, I'm the same. I've got like that. I could actually plot out the pattern of my weight in the year. It's something that I talked about to my clients as well. It's like your weight fluctuating is normal. Like you're going yeah. to, you're not going to weigh the same. You're not going to be the same dude that you are, or chick that you are, woman that you are in January yeah. as you are in June. And in November, right? Because your lifestyle changes throughout the year. And an example yeah. from me is that as it goes into the winter, I eat more food. <laughs> I just do because I find myself We're, most days do man less active, sitting on my ass more, and enjoying beer, alcohol, and sweeties and, and crap. And Christmas it makes it even worse. So every time I come through Christmas, I've usually put on um, five or six pounds uh, above where I really like to be. And then coming into January, great, because January is that little motivational boost. It's the new year, new me sort of thing. Um, yeah. And so um, usually I, I do a kind of a phase where I try to lose weight, I feel like. And this year uh, it was no different. So come January, sitting on scales at around about 230 pounds. And um, the goal was to try and get down to the 250s. So it was a bit of a story. And it's now the 15th of March. 
and I'm still not there. <laughs> still not too picky, <laughs> right? Uh, I've got down to two. I think last I checked, of two, two, three. Yeah. So I think I started off two, three, one. So I've lost something like eight or nine pounds mm-hmm. in total in two and a half months, right? Which, if I'd been losing a pound a week, which was totally doable, right? Yeah. <laughs> Should have been doable. I would have lost probably like 12 or 13. I was aiming for actually a pound and a half. But the problem is, and that's not even the problem, the reality. So I would say like you've got expectations, you've got reality. Yeah. And the truth is somewhere in the middle. And that's where we mm-hmm. should put our expectations. Obviously, yeah. I've now become a dad. So got my daughter, which is, uh, whilst a wonderful thing, being a father brings on other stresses, but that's a little life yeah. that you have to look after and you have less time for yourself. And I'm sure a lot of people will probably be listening to this going, amen, understand that. Aye. So um, I find now, definitely, it's it's not that it's more difficult. I'm not saying it's more difficult for me to lose weight. It's more difficult for me to have the headspace and time to actually engage with losing weight, you know? And that's, yeah, again, we are talking about this earlier, you've hit the nail on the head. Like, people... Um, so I don't give themselves space to make, make screw-ups. And then they're mm-hmm. so, so hard on themselves. Like, because yeah. I suppose I've been in the game for as long as I have, and I know how results work, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't really irk me too much. Like, I'm just like, oh, yes. Like, because I had a wee period there, lost the weight, and then for two or three weeks, my weight was actually just going up a pound a week just because I wasn't engaging. But in the back of my head, I was like, it's cool. Like, once I get through this wee bumpy uh, part of my life, you know, it was... It was through with uh, Evie not being a nursery, so I had nurse, I was childcare for her. Once I get yeah. through that, I'll be able to engage again. And this, lo and behold, the past two weeks, I've dropped off two pounds a week. Yeah. So what I want to <laughs> illustrate with that is that, just as Connor's saying, like, it's when you were thinking about changing your body and going through a transformation, you have to think of it as a long-term thing. It cannot be... You know, I'm just going to try and get shape, in shape in six weeks. I'm just going to try and get in shape in eight weeks. Because as soon as you put an end date on it, it does two things. One, it means that you're probably going to be willing to do things that you're not willing to do long term. So you're probably going to be like, oh, I'll train five times a week because it's only for six weeks and I'll do a ridiculous calorie deficit because it's only for six weeks. Number two, it's also going to make failure much more difficult to stomach. If you screw up a couple of weeks, when you're just doing it for eight weeks, quotation marks, that's a quarter of the time. So you're going to be like, oh, fuck, like I've just ruined my diet so two weeks off it. There's no point in re-engaging with it. I'll just, yeah. I'll, I'll start again when I come back from a holiday. Whereas instead, it's hard to get us from clients, but if you get a client or a person you speak to, to be like, how do, you, how do you want your lifestyle to look long-term? And they're like, well, I want to be fat, I want to be, you know, you know the things I'm going to say. Then you can say to them, um, how can we shape how can we shape your life to get that result forever? <laughs> right? So like sounds like doomsday forever. But you know, how can we have you fit, healthy, lean, feeling confident in your clothes, being able to keep up with your kids, um, not having to suffer from you know aches and pains that people get as they get older. Swear up all those things forever just by having a lifestyle change, just by training two or three times a week and engaging with nutrition 80% of the time. And if you do that, 
for six months and see it all the time, people turn their life around. Suddenly after six months, they're fit, they're healthy, they're down two, you know, one, two dress sizes that they did. Um, their waist size has dropped substantially, they've maybe dropped four or five inches off their waist, and they're fitting into their, their skinny jeans, you know. Cool, you with me, man? Right. I think I'm there, mate. I'm hoping this does they die on me. I hope my child, my child does no dodgy, but we should be good to go, man. We should be awesome. good. If I cut so, out on you, you know why. <laughs> so, what, um, yeah. So, in essence, people need to be in it for the long term. They need to to not just see it as a short-term fix. Um, and getting, you know, to come, come back through something. So, I, when it's comes to getting a... Quotation marks, summer bod, beach bod. I think what we can summarize so far is number one, don't think you're going to do it super quick. <laughs> Fat loss is not fast. Rather, it's a consistent application, right? It's yeah. a consistent process. And you can make an amazing change. You know, you can, you can make an amazing transformation, but just expect it to take a period of time. You know, um, there's probably... 1.5 to two times what you think it's going to take because take into account a little bit of error rating. You are a human. You are going to make screw-ups um, and you're going to want to enjoy a bit of cheesecake and stuff. Exactly, um, man. We are human. To get into the, the kind of next thing before we finish up today, what do you recommend? So in terms of someone wants to get that somebody transformation, what do you recommend in terms of training? Because most, most people, let's be honest, are going to have like three to four hours a week to train to have this transformation. What kind of yeah. training do you generally promote to clients that want to, to see that change in that kind of time frame? Um, first of all, something they enjoy. Something that at least they half enjoy, man. So like any form of training is going to get results. Anything that gets you moving. Let's let's be real about that. Let's be serious about that. So see if weight training and resistance training isn't your thing then that's absolutely fine. Look, I can be biased towards weight training resistance training because I know that shit works, man. And I know it's probably going to optimise your results even more than any other kind of um, training model. But if you don't enjoy it, why the hell are you doing it, man? <laughs> like, you've got to at least enjoy it to some extent. And it brings me back to sustainability, man. Like, you just got to have at least just that small part of enjoyment in it because you will give up at some point if you're not enjoying it. I know I've trained for the past nine years or whatever it's been in a gym or with gym equipment because I do enjoy it. I enjoy resistance training. I enjoy weights training. I know I've, I don't run because I don't enjoy it, man. <laughs> I go out and then I run for 10 minutes and then I just don't want to do my day anymore. It's just boring to me, but it's not boring to everyone. And it gets results. It gets you fitter. It'll get you in better shape. It's Again, it's going to help you get into a calorie deficit to optimise results. So the best daily training, and again, I'm biased towards it, is, yeah, it's some form of resistance training. So right now, um, if you're training at home, you get three, four, four hours a week or whatever, um, then find some form of resistance, your body's resistance, man. Um, God, I've been sending 10-pound set of resistance bands out to clients. Like, it's brilliant wee bit of kit. So versatile, take whatever you want. Um, and can do so much with them, more or less anything you can do on a cable machine, you can do with them. Um, man, you get tins of beans in the house, you know, <laughs> you get 
Yeah, I have been known to use bottles of water for some of my sections. Bottles of water in the bags and all that, man. Like all this, all this stuff's absolutely brilliant, man. Like it, it works. It doesn't need to say dumbbell or kettlebell. <laughs> Any of a resistance. Um, so, yeah. Walk to that, some form of resistance training. If you really want to optimize results, if it's for a transformation, then yeah, you want to come cause some form of um, stress or, or trauma on the muscles. Um, and yeah, you do want to be optimizing that at kind of three, four hours a week and splitting it up in the best way possible you can. So, for instance, if you're at home, um, you're best sticking to some compound exercises, man. You're best doing your press ups, your squat variations. It just depends on where you are, or you beginner, or you advanced as well. What can you manage? Can you imagine? Can you can you manage doing plyometrics and jumping about? Is is that not really your thing? Can you manage slowing exercises down and doing time under tension? And again, do you enjoy it, man? Because that is that is the main thing. That is the absolute pinnacle for what you're doing here. Because like I say. Without doing that, you won't get the results in the first place. And then following on from that, how do you advance it, man? What is it you actually want? Do you want a bigger chest, man? If you want a bigger chest, then gain loads of protein and do loads of press-ups in the house, because that'll work. <laughs> do you want to do you want to lose fat? Wait, fine, man. Let's keep let's get you moving. Let's get doing let's get doing squat jumps and burpees and loads of steps and let's just get you moving for the day and get you on a wee bit of a calorie deficit as well, man. So it's all dependent on what you want to do, but it all comes back to the same thing, mate. You have definitely one million percent got to enjoy it or else it's it's not sustainable long term. And that's what we're talking about. It's got to be a longer term achievement. Totally agree. Something I drum into my clients now more than is um, the enjoyment factor. And it's only came through the, the painful experience of being a personal trainer in the industry and having an ideal of the way that I train and the way that I want to get results come from a sports science background. So everything for me was about optimizing it, making it perfect and having a program that's completely balanced and all about resistance training and then taking that to the client and people being like, oh, are we doing five by five on squats again this Monday? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and people... <laughs> don't gel with it like uh, and yet again it comes down to personality it comes down to it comes down to um it's like slight scales i think there's like sliding scales right so you've got yeah. the first sliding scale you have is progress versus novelty that's the sliding scale you've got so if someone really enjoys progressing then you will have to give up some of the novelty factor right if you want yeah. to progress the most you possibly can in a muscle group or on a body part or in a type of fitness, you will have to get real tunnel vision for it. So if you like, you know, it's like, well, I want to get a bigger butt, right? <laughs> I mean, I want to get a more muscular bum. I want to have a better hip to weight ratio. However it is, right? Okay, then you're going to have to focus on getting a stronger set of glutes, right? <laughs> a stronger yeah. butt. So you're yeah. going to spend most of your time doing hip thrusts, deadlifts, single leg squats, lunges, yeah? And if that was your main determinant and progress in that, you would probably spend three to four times a week doing work around that. Yeah. But some people are like, oh, I mean, that's not very fun. And you're like, okay, so now you're moving that slider because then you're talking yeah. novelty. And that's where you get, I think, you get different training modalities. So 
you know, if you wanted something that's really novel, then something like CrossFit's amazing because CrossFit, the, the workouts change all the time, different variations, different energy systems. Um, and then you have things like if you want it to be really the same, like people, like a lot of people who do lots of long distance running, the reason for that is because they enjoy the fact that it actually reduces their anxiety. Yeah, because they are doing the same movement for a period of time. It's like escapism from their, from their mind, their thoughts, get the music on, go for a run, and yeah. sort of switch off through that running. Um, do you know what I mean? So, like, there's different strokes for different folks, you're right? And it's, it comes down to enjoyment. Um, and everyone's going to be different there. But so, first and foremost, enjoyment. I think, secondly, yeah. just to touch on it, resistance training, we'll both agree there. Like, you need to, yeah. if you want to get a sort of bulletproof body, you want to have firm butts, <laughs> firm buns, <laughs> and strong arms, right? <laughs> you want to have like muscles. At stomach muscles and things like that, if you want to have these kind of things, then you are going to have to stress the muscles, which means you're going to have to do movements, um, whether it be body weight, whether it be with weights that are uh, resistance-based in nature. If you really want to push it and see real progress, like, you know, big, big changes, then you're going to have to progress that as well. You know, yeah. people will be like, oh, I've not really noticed the change in my body. And you're like, what are you doing? They're like, I go to three circuit classes a week. You're like, mm. classes will work like you will in the first, you know, three, four, five months. If you keep pushing intensity, you will notice change in your body. But there's comes a point of dimension terms where it's just not progressive enough. It's not a it's not a stress anymore. It's yeah. like you say, it's not progressive. If you want to take that a circuit, a forty five minute circuit class is a forty five minute circuit class. Yeah. There's there's no, no way do, like it. Right, the only thing you can do is like work harder which can work like you can keep pushing the accelerator and just keep pushing yourself in the class but once you're getting to the point where you're knocking out 30 push-ups in a minute in a circuit class and you're bashing out 20 burpees in a minute and you're you know you're just a boss at doing mountain climbers and all those sort of military style body yeah. it just, they just reach a limit where they, they won't work yeah. anymore and you're going to have to either get really serious about progressing body weight movements or you're going to have to move on to the sort of traditional gym work you know yeah, yeah, barbells, dumbbells, you, you know those four. So, yeah, I think to summarise, yeah, let's do it. Let's let's go through it. So, if yeah. we had um, someone come today, they want to get ready for summer, what would be you know three things you would advise them to do with their nutrition? Connor, go for it. Based on uh, with your nutrition, first of all, just establish your routine with tracking food. Um, so yeah, it, I mean we've heard it before. What, what gets measured gets managed, man. So you're going to need to track your food. Um, if it's for getting in shape for summer, then nine times out of ten it's fat loss phase, so it's calorie deficit as well. So you're going to need to establish where your calories are at just now, and you're going to need to drop them a wee, a wee bit as well. And thirdly, on top of that, you're going to need to make sure your protein intake's high enough if you're accompanying it with a resistance training that we're talking about as well for building, repairing the muscle tissue. So yeah, first and foremost, routine, man. That's It's, it's all about that routine. Without the routine, you don't get any next. Second uh, up is your deficit because it has a fat loss phase and you won't burn fat without the deficit. And then third of all, for the toned look, for the defined look, you're going to need to make sure your protein's high enough as well and 
the one I like to go was two gram per kilogram of body weight. So yeah, the routine, just because you need it. Deficit, to get rid of the fat. And protein, to be toned and defined and give you the body you want. Perfect. And then exercise, so three different points on that that we've covered today. Nice and short and concise. What would we do for exercise? Exercise, again, you've got to enjoy it. First and foremost, if you want it to be sustainable long-term. Um, second of all, some form of resistance training in there. Again, if it's for some form of transformation or the summer body or whatever, then, yeah, some form of resistance training is going to need to be in there. And number three is just the consistency. Don't give yourself a hard time with it. Just get back on track. That has got to be the main thing with training. You've got to, it's, it, there's no point in going and training three, four, five weeks, then taking two weeks off and then trying to get back into it one week and a week off. Like, the consistency needs to be there. And I mean, you'll probably get it, mate. And people wonder, like, people are like, oh man, you're, you're in good shape, man. But it's like, yeah, well, we've been training nine, 10 years, man, like, and fairly consistently in that period as well. Like, there's been points where you've really pushed yourself with training, but even when there's not been a point where you've had to push yourself with training, you've still done it because you know it's good for you and it's a habit that you've built up over time, man. And it's just, it's a it's a habit that just sticks with you now, man. So consistency uh, gets you there. A huge part of body transformation, especially over time, in my opinion, is that the important parts sometimes are not the amazing gain phases, it's the maintain phases. Yeah. yeah. So for me, like over the decade, my body, in terms of muscle mass, certainly in terms of fat, there's been fluctuation, in terms of muscle mass, it's been quite consistently on a path of increasing muscle mass and getting them in better shape. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean it's been like that all the time. Like I'm pretty sure I could probably say like the past year due to the, due to the pandemic, it's probably been quite level because yeah. I've not um, trained as hard. I've um, struggled to get the volume in that I need of work that I need to do. But what I have done, as you said there, is be consistent. And yeah. that's the thing that's missing for a lot of people. Like if you, you know, if, if you were just like, oh, how can I, you know, get this amazing transformation? Here's what I would say to you. Try and train. This is a challenge for anyone listening to finish today. Train two to three times a week for a full year. People are going to be listening to that going, that sounds easy. Anybody can do that. You're like, try it. (laughs) (laughs) Because you'll be amazed at how difficult you might find that, number one. And two, just how much of a difference that will make in your physique. You know, if you could just go one whole year training for two to three hours with whatever way you enjoy. If you're currently the, the person that Connor's talking about where you do a blitz for six weeks and then you have two or three weeks off, it will make an, an insane change to you. Even, yeah. not even a year, give it three, four, five months of doing that, you'll see it. At, oh, okay, um, but no, awesome. So give people a good overview of how to get in shape for summer. Uh, I'm sure there's there's nothing there's nothing sexy there's nothing magical it's always the same stuff it's consistently show up and consistently take the small steps uh, yeah. and then you you sort of get big transformations but awesome thanks very yeah. much for coming on today.
Um, no, problem, yeah. mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on, mate.